when you are writing in your journal, it's a great time to reflect on where you're at, where you're going, and then the points that you are getting stuck at. Like what is holding you back? Where do you want to go? Many of you may not have even asked yourself that. Like where, where do you see yourself in five years, 10 years? Where do you see yourself in one month? Hey there, I'm Ani Michalski, wellness coach, therapist, and mom to half a dozen amazing kiddos. This podcast is for moms who desperately need a break, but refuse to take one. You know who you are. You have a jam-packed schedule, and you're so busy doing everything for everyone else, you don't leave any time for you. What's up with that? Well, no more. Take off your superwoman cape and learn how to put yourself on your to-do list. This is the Moms Without Capes podcast. This is pre-recorded, not live this week, because I am on a momcation, which I just learned that word for it, so it's just cracking me up. Um, I also heard mom sabbatical, so both of them ring true this week. Um, I decided to fly off to sunny Florida. As you may know, I live in Montana, and so Florida is a long way from home, but I decided to take a few days just to take a true vacation. Now, I've been married for 23 years. Um, Actually, I think 23 years this summer, I think we're gonna celebrate our 23rd. A mom for 22 years. And for 21 of those years, I had never taken a vacation by myself, Um, except to like fly over and visit my mom. And my, well, and my dad was alive as well over in Pennsylvania. So after we moved to Montana, I would travel back, sometimes with the kids, sometimes just for like a quick trip by myself. But to actually take a vacation somewhere that I don't know a single soul, <laughs> like that's only been within the past two years. And last year I went and it ended up being so relaxing and such a break from all of the demands of motherhood. No matter how like, you know, I coach, moms to slow down and deal with all the the perfectionism and the people pleasing and to clear their schedule so that they can focus on themselves. But I do that for like the everyday routines, right? Like creating, setting up routines that are going to help you be able to have time for yourself so that you can practice self-care each day. Um, but even when you do that, Like there's still going to be days that you feel overwhelmed. There's still going to be days that you feel like you're not measuring up um, or being like that, the mom that you want to be. And what my program does is help you self-correct much faster, right? Because we deal with changing those underlying thoughts. But taking a momcation is something like in the beginning of my my years as a mom, like it's not something that I that even was on the radar. Um, over the years, it started becoming more of like this fantasy, like sipping, sitting on the beach and sipping pina coladas. And right, like because my life was so congested. But then, as the years went by, as they do, I decided that I was going to take a break each year. Um, more of like just, you know, not just practicing self-care each day, which I've learned to do, but also taking time away. 
people get vacations from their jobs, right? Like they get to stop what they're doing and it's encouraged. And even more so since the pandemic when people realized how important mental health was. So I decided that I needed to take a break, like for my own sanity, for my own mental health, being able to remove myself from the daily demands of motherhood. Um, it, again, it's something that I only fantasized about. And then I decided to make it happen. Like, what am I waiting for? And it, I found that I found that it also allowed my husband to step up because I do a lot. And you probably do a lot as well. And a lot of times we end up taking each other for granted, my husband and I. And it gave him an opportunity to kind of see what life was like in my shoes and gave him an opportunity to, to father up. <laughs> it's like, I don't even know how to dad up. And it also gave the kids the opportunity to realize that they are okay. Like as much as they need me, right? That they are perfectly okay and they can handle everyday decisions. Like, and, and they get to experience life differently because we do get stuck in that rut and that routine. So like, for example, my, my 12 year old went, was going on a field trip today and I called her up to, you know, let her know, like to tell her to have a fun day and all that. And I said, do you have all, are you packing your stuff? And, and she's like, no, I already have it packed last night. Right? <laughs> this is something that if, if we were, if I was home, we probably would have been getting last minute stuff together. But my husband, you know, I made him a list. We went over everything. Actually, he made his own list as I shared with him, like what needs to happen during the week. And um, in an earlier conversation with my mom, before I came, she's like, do you think Jason will actually do all of these things? Or do you think that he's going to blow off half of them? And I'm like, no, I had true confidence that he would let the kids, you know, go to their birthday party that got, like my youngest got invited to a birthday party. They had like a movie night fundraiser at school. And you, I had confidence that he was going to actually follow through and bring the kids. And now he might do, he might do it differently. He might not actually go to the movie night where I would be more likely to actually go and sit with the kids and stuff. But he, I really felt like he was going to do it. So I gave him a chance to dad up, gave the kids a different opportunity to experience you know life without mom only temporarily as i kept telling my kids i'm like i will come back a better mom which i do because i'm on a true vacation where i don't have any responsibilities or any demands well i still have responsibilities but i don't have like demands i don't have to um worry about compromising or like asking everyone else what do you want to eat for dinner where do you want to go what do you want to do right like I had to really tune into what I felt and my own needs and be able to meet those needs. So it was only, actually it ended up only being five days. Well, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we get five days. I got here on Thursday, so that was only like half of a day to be able to go and come and, and do what I enjoy, which is just going to the beach. Um, I got really summer the first two days, but I went and invested in some good sunscreen and wore my coverall and you know that Florida sun can be pretty hot. So I was better better prepared yesterday and was able to get to the beach and just enjoy 
the, the sunshine and the warmth that went in the ocean and lots of people watching, of course. But it was just a really like a true vacation that I'm not going to need a vacation from or another vacation when I leave here, which so many vacations are like that, right? You get home from vacation, you feel like you need another vacation just to recover. When you're taking a momcation, it's not like that. It's really a true relaxing vacation. Hey, did you know that there's a Facebook group filled with moms without capes? Women who are learning that it's safe to take off the superwoman cape and take care of themselves? There sure is, and we'd love to have you in the group. Moms Without Capes is a free community for moms who feel overwhelmed, stressed out, and exhausted from trying to do it all. Come discover who you are under that cape and give yourself permission to show yourself some love. Search Moms Without Capes when you're in Facebook or follow the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. See you there. So today we're going to talk about journaling for self-discovery. All right, so I am an avid journaler. I have um, probably, I've, I've been like that since I was a little girl. In fact, in my hope chest, I have a list, I have um, a stack of diaries from when I was like fourth, fifth, sixth grade, you know, even the ones that have the little locks on them, those old school ones, they still make them because my daughters have them. But um, I was always into writing down and keeping good record of what's going on in my life, right? Like back in like sixth, seventh grade, it's like, you know, who was the cutest boy in class or, you know, what I got in my test or who I'm like, what I'm doing with my friends this weekend. Like it was always that kind of stuff. But of course, what I write in my journal has evolved over the years. And nowadays I write things. In fact, I even brought it on my vacation. In it, I write, um, I have a space in it that I write what I am grateful for. So I have a running list. Let me check how many things I have on it because this is a fairly new journal, but I, I was trying to do it every day, but now I've gotten to about maybe three, four times a week that I write down what I'm great, grateful for. So I've got 173. Last time I wrote was like a day or two ago. And I've got a lot of things to be grateful for right here, and so I should have wrote more, but it's okay. It's okay because it's mine. It's for just for my own sake. And so I get to decide what I put in my journal. So I keep a little section of just writing one or two things each day or a few times a week of what you're grateful for or what I'm grateful for. And then in the back of my journal, I have just a few affirmations. And these are, if you listen to last week's Facebook Live, I talked about affirmations. And so these are some realistic affirmations. I only have five of them that I focus on each time I write in my journal, I'll turn to the back and just say them. Um, I didn't write a lot because I don't want to focus on a lot of things. Like when I focus on too many, I can't um, really meditate on just, just those few and they don't mean as much. So I only wrote five and I say them. And then in the middle is where the bulk of my journaling takes place. And that's where I will write. I usually spend about 10, 15 minutes um, not long and I'll write a lot about like my business or things that are happening with my family or in my relationships things that I'm wondering like things that I'm I want to pursue things that have happened yesterday um, I like to keep good record because I like to reread my journal 
And I like to um, kind of just remember, I don't have a great memory. <laughs> so looking back on my journal will jog certain things. But the best part about journaling is that when you are have all of these thoughts in your mind and you might be inclined to be an overthinker, all of these thoughts are like mumble jumble in your mind. And when you take the time to write that out, to do a brain dump and to put what is in your mind, what are you thinking of, like what worries you have, what thoughts you have, when you start putting them down on paper, you start getting clarity because it starts creating like, or it starts being more organized because as they're floating through your mind, you have all kinds of things that are happening and you can't really grab onto those thoughts. So journaling allows you to grab onto those thoughts, put them in front of you and create order of them. It also allows you to get a different perspective because sometimes when you're reading, you know, when they're in your mind, you're kind of drawn to all the what ifs and because you don't have order to them, you're, there's no like cataloging of them, they're just floating in your mind. When you put them on paper and you're able to read that in black and white, a lot of times your perspective shifts. You're able to see things or even your situation from a different viewpoint, which is always good because that helps you reframe your thoughts. It also grounds you because you're bringing in more senses. When it's all in your mind, it's just floating. And when you're able to sit down and put pen to paper, now that's important, not just typing out. Um, of course, there's gonna be benefits of typing out, but there's even more benefits. Studies have shown that the actual art of journaling and putting pen to paper is going to be more grounding because you're bringing in more of the senses. You're feeling that pen, you're seeing it with your eyes, you're reading it, you're, you're hearing it. If you read it out loud, you're hearing it, or even if you're hearing it in your own mind. Like being able to put those thoughts to paper allow you to it's more of like an act of mindfulness. Let me take a sip of my water. So journaling, journaling has been shown to be an amazing tool for your mental health. In my counseling practice, it's always one of the things that I recommend my clients to do each week. So if, you're, if you don't know, I do my counseling virtually and so each week I send my clients a newsletter and it's on various things, right? So today's Monday, I'm recording this Monday, so the day before you're watching this or the day before it's published. And I wrote this week's about feelings. And so we talk, so in it I talk all about feelings, but at the end of it, I always include a journal opportunity. And this is just a basic prompt based on what I write about in the newsletter to help my clients reflect on their life and reflect on how they can apply what they just learned to their life. Because we read a lot of things and we don't actually take the time to reflect and see how, how does this new information, how can we you know assimilate it into our life? And so we end up just either forgetting the information or just going on to new information without actually taking that time for reflection. And so that's what journaling allows you to do. It creates that space so that you can reflect, learn from, and grow 
from what you just learned. It's also a great tool for increasing your mood. When you are able to sit down and write and reflect on what's going on in your mind, you're going to feel that your mood elevates. It's a natural consequence. It, this, is, this is maybe surprising to you, but journaling has actually been tied to improvement in your immune system. So that's just an interesting tidbit of, of like, I found that pretty interesting. Um, it also, and this is like a natural consequence as well, also helps you improve your stress levels. And, you know, we've been talking a lot about stress lately. And as moms, stress levels can get pretty high, right? Which is why I'm on vacation. <laughs> and so when you take the time to sit down and, and write in a journal, you're going to find that you're, that you're able to battle stress better, like manage your stress better. When you are writing in your journal, it's a great time to reflect on where you're at, where you're going, and then the points that you are getting stuck at. Like what is holding you back? Where do you want to go? Many of you may not have even asked yourself that. Like where, where do you see yourself in five years, 10 years? Where do you see yourself in one month? How do you want to grow and be different? for yourself and for your family. And then what's keeping you from, from doing that, from being where it is that you want to be? So you don't need much to start journaling. If you're completely new to journaling, all you need is a journal or a notebook, a pen or a writing utensil, 15 to 30 minutes of free time. You can even start with five minutes. Maybe set a timer. Five minutes that you're just gonna sit here and if you get one sentence, there's actually a thing like one sentence journaling. And if you are really strapped for time or you're like, I don't know what to write, which I'll get to in a minute. So I have a resource that can help you with that. Set a timer for five minutes and just write. Just write even if it's just one sentence. You can do this while you're in the car waiting for your kids to get done practice, while you're waiting for your kids to come out of school or whatever. Like it doesn't have to be a big ordeal. You can still get benefits from it if you spend just five minutes sitting in the car and reflecting. And then you just need a quiet place. It's hard to journal when you've got kids running around or you've got the TV on, um, you know, all of these things that prevent you from hearing your own thoughts. You need to create a private space. Go into a closet if you need to or go into the bathroom. I mean, even that you might have kids banging at the door, but make it a practice maybe before you go to sleep, before you turn off the nightlight, making sure that you are just giving yourself some time to hear your own thoughts and to get them out onto paper. So some things, I'm going to give you a few prompts, and then at the end of this video, I'm going to share with you, I'll also put it in the description of this video, um, some prompts or a resource that you can use that's going to give you some more prompts. Or if you're listening to this on the podcast, um, you'll find that in the, in the show notes. So writing a letter to your younger self is a great way to kind of get in touch. It's that mindfulness piece again, right? Like bringing yourself like, what did I learn since I was young? Right, like mine, I would I would write like to my teenage self, and say, what what kind of knowledge do I want to pass on, or what what would have been useful to know back then? Although I probably wouldn't have listened to myself, right? Like let's let's be real here, 
But just the act of sitting down and, and writing a letter to your younger self can really help you get in touch with yourself, which that's what this is all about, right? Self-discovery. Um, how is your life different now than it was five years ago? How do you want your life to be different five years from now? You could do 10 years, you could do six months. It's up to you, but it's just to get those brain juice, juices flowing and get it out on paper. Describe your ideal day. Again, this might be a fantasy. This might be not something that's very realistic in the season of life that you're in right now. But if you could choose your ideal day, what would that look like? Mine would definitely include a trip to Barnes & Noble's. I love spending time in the bookstore, so Maya would definitely include that. List some things that put you in a good mood. Now, this is just like a, a list, right? It doesn't require much, but it does require you to think about what are some things that put you in a good mood. And then what's a compliment that you struggle to accept? And why do you struggle with that? So again, these five prompts are just something that to get you going and to get you thinking about things that you could put in your journal. Again, I wanna, I wanna um, stress that writing it out is, is definitely better than typing, but if you are on your computer and typing is more convenient for you, don't, you know, don't let that hold you back. And then don't let the fear of doing it hold you back, like if doing it wrong. There's no right or wrong way to journal. This journaling is, the journaling practice is completely for you. You don't have to worry about being perfect at it or even good at it. It's just a matter of doing some brain dumps and to start reflecting on yourself because that's where you're gonna get that self-discovery piece. This is super important. If you feel that you've lost yourself, if it's been so long, since you've gotten in touch with yourself, like you don't even know what it is that you like to do anymore or who you are. Like once you became a mom, you struggled to kind of get yourself, navigate those roles, the role of motherhood, right? The role of, of mothers, that's not the role. But this is, this is a great tool to use if that's you. Grab my list of journal prompts, okay? It's at momswithoutcapes.com backslash journaling. I'll put the link in the description, or if you're listening to this on the podcast, you can find that in the show notes. It's gonna just give you, I don't even know how many, I think like 30 to 40 prompts that you can use to start journaling. Or if you are have already been journaling, you might wanna download this list as well, just to get your, you know, just some ideas to, to spur your creativity and get your, brain juices flowing. So get that list and that's it for today. So I hope to see you all next week. Let me know in the comments if you've watched this. I guess it's all going to be replay, but just let me know if you watch us. If you have any questions about it, please let me know and let me know what your biggest takeaway is. It's a lot, that's a lot of things. Download the list and let me know what your biggest takeaway is from this video, what you're going to learn and let me know if I have inspired you to take up the take up the act or the practice of journaling. All right, moms with that capes, take care. I'll see you when I get back to Montana. And I hope that you all have a great week. Take care of yourself. 
I want to share with you how I can help you get back to feeling like yourself so that you can love yourself and your life as a mom. If you're on the verge of burnout, feeling exhausted and overwhelmed by all the things you have to do, and you're so busy taking care of everyone and everything else that you have zero time for yourself, then listen up. You may have thought that when your babies were out of diapers, you'd have more time for yourself. Then as your kids grew, you thought that they, when they started school, you'd get back to doing things that you'd like to do. Well, now you're realizing that it's been way too long and your life has been so focused on taking care of it all that you can't even remember what it is that you like to do. And when you look in the mirror, you barely recognize the woman staring back. Well, I can help you. I know you can do it all. But why is it that trying to do it all is leaving you constantly feeling like you can't? You're trying so hard to keep it together on the outside, yet you're falling apart on the inside. I want to help. I understand what's happening because I've been where you are now. As a clinical therapist, a coach, and a fellow mom who was once drowning under the pressures of what turned out to be my own expectations, I want to share with you the tools and strategies that have helped me to reclaim myself and design a life I wanted to be living. Together, we will recover your sense of self. Imagine making time in your day to not only hear your own thoughts, but to recharge and feel alive. As we work to minimize mom brain, you will absolutely feel more centered and balanced. Right now, you may not even know what it is that you need or want, but soon enough, you will be able to ask for exactly what you need. You'll be able to engage in your own passions and interests without feeling guilty, and you'll find that you can be more present for your children, and who wouldn't want that? Not to mention, you'll finally be able to rest once you learn how to give yourself time and space to do so. Your relationships will improve, not only with others, but you'll love who you see in the mirror. Ultimately, you'll feel more confident about yourself and you'll be more willing to dream bigger, leading to a more fulfilled life. But I need you to take the next step. Click on the link in the show notes of today's episode to see what days and times I have available so that we can see if taking the next step together makes sense. Book a call today to start your journey to reclaiming and loving yourself. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Moms Without Caves podcast. I'm always up to hearing your ideas for future episodes, so send me a DM and let me know. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would be awesome if you'd leave me a positive review wherever you're listening to podcasts these days. Until next time, Take care of you. You are worth it.